awesome podcast. Toot, toot. It's hot as a camel's kisser out there. Ooh, you said it. The world's a big old skillet. <laughs> That's true. It's so hot. If you put a hot dog down on the sidewalk, it'll sing for you. Ooh, you know what? It's so hot. All them fireflies is out there popping like popcorn. It's so hot, the change in my pocket is soggy. Ooh, I hate a soggy nickel. It's so hot, I just want to jump into the ocean and live there forever. Well, it's a good thing you want to go to the ocean, Mr. Possum, because tonight we're headed to the beach. Oh, yes. Wipe out. Wipe out. We're going to the beach. Yes, we are, Mr. Possum. And you know what that means? We're going to need to bring some essential items. You're talking about some must-haves for the beach. I sure am. Okay. All right, I'm packing my little box. So today on the Big Howlin' Possum Podcast, we're going to count down our top five beach essentials. Yes, we're going to get into this beach box. So we'll be right back in a second with our number five. And we're back tonight on Big Howlin' Possum. We're counting down our top five beach essentials. Big Howl, what's your number five beach thing? Well, Mr. Possum, you know I never go to the beach without bringing a beach ball. Oh, a beach ball. That's fun. Talk about essential. A lightweight, fun ball you can bat around or toss in the ocean. Easily deflates and can be draped across your shoulder for convenient transport. There's no more versatile object on earth than the beach ball, Mr. Possum. Want to play a quick game of toss the beach ball? Yes. Or a game of kick the beach ball? Yes, please. How about a game of where did I bury the beach ball? I hope we find it. The beach ball, the great adapter. Timeless. It's got multiple colors. It's a ball. It's a ball. It's a ball. It really is. How do you feel about beach balls when you're not at the beach? When you see a beach ball... Being tossed around at a graduation or something. Mm -hmm. Does that bother you? Yes, it does. When someone brings it into work, say, and says, hey, let's toss around this beach ball at work. Yeah. Uh, I hate that. Drives it's like, me hey, crazy. This is for the beach. People toss it from cubicle to cubicle. But then you go to the beach and you don't see any beach balls. The beach ball belongs at the beach. It belongs to the beach, it belongs at the beach. It is a part of the beach experience. So how come I'm going to the beach and not seeing one, besides my own, of course? I say you just leave a bunch of deflated beach balls buried in the sand, and you draw a little map about mm -hmm. where to find them. And then you just show up with a little a bike pump, and you just blow up those balls, and you got beach balls everywhere. Mm -hmm. You think ahead. You know, Benjamin Franklin said, if you plan a beach ball, you dig it up later. That is one of his most famous sayings. That's right. From his beach almanac. Ben Franklin loved beach balls, didn't he? He had all those sayings about him. He had, uh, patch your beach ball now in case it loses air later. A beach ball today is a beach ball tomorrow. One of my favorite <laughs> Ben Franklin quotes. A breath saved inflating your beach ball is a breath lost tossing your beach ball. Yes, Benjamin Franklin, American patriot and beach ball guy. Mr. Possum, what's your number five beach essential? 
Buckets and scoops, Big Al. Buckets and scoops, you say? That's right. Little pails, little shovels, little plastic tools. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a house. You're trying to get to work on the beach. I'm trying to get to work on my home, on my beachfront home made of sand. You understand? Yeah. That's that's very practical because you, you probably couldn't afford to buy a home on the beach. So you just go to the beach and you build a home. That's right. You got all the materials you need right there. You got your sand mm-hmm. and you got your little scoop. You see children making sand castles all the time, but they're not homeowners because they don't build it like a real house. I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to drywall it. I'm mm-hmm. going to live in it. It's going to be my castle. Sounds less and less like a vacation the more you describe it. Sounds less and less like a trip, like a fun trip to the beach, and sounds more like a... A power grab? Yeah, it sounds like a land grab. It's kind of a land grab. I look at going to the beach as a land grab, so I bring stuff. It's like Monopoly. I want to put some hotels down. Uh You know, I don't just build a castle for myself. I got hotels. I got one of them cash expresses made out of sand. I've got a whole a whole sand neighborhood that yeah. I'm pretty much the mayor of. Right. And I kind of just scuttle in and out as I please because I built it. I built the whole town. Now, Mr. Possum, what's the best place to eat in your little uh, sand neighborhood? Well, I've got a sand Quiznos. And it's just a lot of old bread that I find. It's not your best quality Quiznos, but I've got all the stuff, all the trimmings. Chain restaurants are never as good in the touristy spots. Oh, and sand Quiznos is no exception. sitting here at the beach. Big Al, what's your number four beach thing? Well, as you can see, I'm holding it right here, Mr. Possum. What's that? It's a book. Oh, what a dork. It's R. Tucker Abbott's Seashells of the World. Talk about essential. Are you somewhere on the world looking at a seashell and wondering if it's good or not? R. Tucker Abbott's got you covered. Every type of seashell divided by region and then given a rating of 1.0 to 10.0 by a certified pitchfork reviewer. What's the best seashell you've ever found? I'm glad you asked, Mr. Possum. I have an 8.7 score lace murex plucked from the shores of Ocracoke, North Carolina back in 2007. Ooh, that sounds good. It's a great shell. That sounds like a beaut. Intricate lattice work. Does it smell like the sea? It actually smells like the small hand soaps I keep in it. My guest bathroom is all beach-themed. Ahoy. It's got a big marlin on the wall in there, a bunch of shells next to the sink. And the hot water, a lot of people don't catch this, but the hot water is salty. Now that's a beach bathroom. A lot of people will pretend they have a beach bathroom, but the hot water's not salty. Mr. Possum, what's your number five beach essential? Uh, Some fellers that go to the beach, they like to bring that sunscreen. 
Yeah. I like to bring that sun butter. Like slather that on my body. Get a nice coat of Earl going. Uh-huh. Instead of sunscreen. Right. Instead of protection from the sun, you're looking for something that enhances the sun. Right. Instead of hiding from the sun, I'm trying to pick a fight with the sun. Uh-huh. I'm saying, here I am, baby. Now, here's my question for you, Mr. Possum. You're covered in fur. Yes. Head to foot. Mm-hmm. I'm a little confused about you putting anything between you and the sun at all. I've got some exposed fleshy spots, Big Hal. Oh, got, that's true. Got my fingers, uh, got my nose, and of course my creepy tail. That's fleshy. Mm-hmm. And those a few of those little mangier spots on your lower belly. Right. I like to tan the mange. It's also just tight to be outside naked and have your body just glimmering. Mm-hmm. Your body is just like a sparkly object out there to be looked at and enjoyed. Mr. Possum, that reminds me, I have a song about building up a nice summer sheen, a nice summer gloss. You do not. I do. I do, too. It's called Glossy. Let's listen to it. Great idea. Wasteland scene at the site and Fodden's. Shield, equipped to deal with any future and she deals. I've heard that 
wish have a slick layer that helps wounds heal But that comparison I guess is sort of sub-ideal But for real, it's last call, better get her a drink Replenish those electrolytes she's missed in the sin I gotta give it to her high glosses her coat She's shining in the darkness like a beacon of hope She's glossy Digging through our beach box, seeing what we got here. We're on number three, I reckon. Number three, beach essential. What's your number three, beach essential, Big Al? My number three is the beach tater. Beach tater, huh? Talk about essential, Mr. Possum. The beach tater is a dotty family tradition stretching back centuries. What you're going to do is you're going to pick out a tater of your preferred varietal. I like a Yukon Gold, of course. That's a great beach tate. You're going to get yourself a bucket of fresh ocean water as soon as you get to the beach. And you're going to drop your tater in it. Then all day as you soak up the sun and the salt air, leave that bucket out and that tater will brine and slow soak. Then as the sun goes down, you plop your beach chair in the surf and eat your day's potato. So it's like you're, you're tasting your day. You're tasting your day. Everything that you've gone through, that potato has also experienced. Very therapeutic, this beach tater. I like it. Something almost spiritual about it. Is it, make it less spiritual if you put bacon bits on it? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think bacon bits are fine. I think so. But the thing is, it does make the tater's day different than yours, unless you were covered in bacon bits at some point. That's a great point. So I'd recommend not doing that if you want to have the real, traditional, authentic experience. But I also want to say there's no rules on the beach. You can do whatever you want on the beach. There's no rules on the beach. You heard it here. Unless you're on one of those beaches that has rules, like with the signs posted up and stuff. Mr. Possum, what's your number three? Beach essential. You know, this is going to be weird, but it's kind of similar to your beach tater. I like to bring grapes and let the sun turn them into raisins. Oh, well, you're a big fan of raisins. I love a fresh raisin. Yeah. I don't want no raisin out of a tiny little box. I want a raisin that I made, that I raised myself. Yeah. I want it, I'm, I'm raising it as a, as a father. That's why they're called raisins. It's the perfect beach snack. You just let the grapes sit out in the sun, and in no time you got raisins. And then everybody's coming over and wanting to be your friend. And they're like, what you got? Hey, cool towel. Hey, you're neat. And then you'll be the new king of the beach in no time. Is that your experience? You dry out some old grapes in the sun, and then a bunch of people come over demanding raisins from you? I haven't been able to pull it off yet. You don't think you've made the raisins appetizing enough? Yes. And in your imagination, it's going to turn into some kind of like a party out of an old Elvis movie or something. When when they right. when they crisp up, when they turn into raisins, everybody's going to gather around and and you're, they're going to be like, "Woohoo! He's the big hero of the day. He made our raisins for us." That's what you imagine happening. Yes, yes. And then my thinking is this: if I've ever get got the patience to wait a whole day to let them properly turn into raisins, then and only then I'll become maybe the best guy on the beach. The king of the beach. The king of the beach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far, I'm so impatient, I just got hot grapes. Mm-hmm. 
You just, you just two hours in, you're just chewing on hot grapes. Yeah. And uh, so far, that has not made me very popular with people. Yeah. They're like, ooh, hot grapes, you know. Well, that's what separates the kings from the paupers, is the willingness to eat hot grapes, as Ben Franklin, as Ben Franklin famously said. <laughs> well, he spent a ton of time on the beach, Mr. Possum. In many ways, he was the successful beach raisin of his day. That's right. He just showed up, and at first, everybody's like, oh, who's this hot grape? And then by the end of the day, oh, who's this beach raisin? Who's this wizened old beach raisin? Ben Franklin, truly the king of the beach. Big Hal and Possum, brave and strong and awesome. Speaking truths and tooting toots and having tons of laughs. Big Hal and Possum, two good boys hooting and hollering. We'll comfort you when you're blue and calm you when you're mad. Hey, Mr. Possum! Hey, Big Al. I heard you got into some trouble with the wife this week. Oh, yeah. Well, I left the toilet seat up on Monday night, and my wife fell in the toilet. Ooh, boy, Mr. Possum. She yelled, next time you leave the toilet seat up, I'm gonna clean your clock, Mr. Possum. Oh, and I bet she would. So cut to Tuesday night. I hear a splash and a holler from the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I left the toilet seat up again. And she got to screaming at me, Mr. Possum, next time you leave the toilet seat up, I'm gonna paint your wagon. Oh, and I bet she would, Mr. Possum, I bet she would. Mm-hmm. So it's Wednesday night. Oh, here we go. She enters the bathroom, splish splash, she's in the toilet, hollering and screaming like you wouldn't believe. My word. So she says, didn't I tell you if you left the toilet seat up, I'd clean your clock? And I said, mm-hmm. And she says, uh, didn't I tell you if you left the toilet seat up, I'd paint your wagon? And I said, uh, yes, dear. <laughs> and she said, oh, so why on earth did you leave the toilet seat up for a third time? And what'd you say to that, Mr. Possum? I said, I was hoping this time you'd offer to cut the grass. Toot toot. Toot toot. Hey, Big Al. Hey, Mr. Possum. I heard you met an arborist this week. I sure did. I met an arborist. I was on a hike with my little dog, Danny, and we encountered a man surveying a big old tree in the woods. What a story this already is. So I walked up to him and I said, sir, do you know what type of tree this is? And he said, dogwood. What'd you say? So I leaned down to my dog and said, Danny, what type of tree is this? Toot toot. Oh, toot toot. That's delightful. Hey, Mr. Possum. Hey, Big Al. I heard you went to the beach last week. I sure did. Did you have a good time? Was it relaxing? No, I had a horrible time and it was not relaxing. So you don't like the beach? No. What don't you like about it? Well, it's hot and it's wet and I don't like sand. It's coarse and it's rough and it's irritating. I've said all this a million times. You know my sand speech. Right, we've all heard your sand speech. So I'm walking along the beach and I encounter a crab. Oh yeah? I say, hello, Mr. Crab, how are you? And he says, mm, not too good, Mr. Possum. So I said, what's wrong? What was wrong with the crab? He says, my wife, she doesn't respect me. Oh boy. And I say, get in line, crab, take a dang number. And he says, and my son, my only son lives at home with us and he doesn't have a job. And it's a real strain on us financially. Ooh, now that sounds rough and irritating. I know. So I'm like, okay, see you later, you depressing old crab. And the crab just keeps going. He says, and my job doesn't hardly pay much, but I've been doing it so long, I doubt I'd be able to start doing something else. Oh, that's a shame. I know. 
And then he's like, also, I'm deeply troubled by a mistake I made years ago. I said something to my mother that I should not have, and we have been estranged ever since. And now my mother is old and her health is failing, and I'm scared she'll not want to reconcile with me before she passes. Jeez Louise, this crap. Right? I'm wearing flip-flops. He's bumming me out. So I said, you should talk to a therapist, you old crap. And he says, Mr. Possum, I'm trying to decide at this moment whether to go see my therapist or feed myself to a pelican. What? So I said, what kind of choice is that? See your therapist versus feeding yourself to a pelican? And he says, well, either way, I'm looking at a huge bill, choo-choo. Choo-choo. Big howling possum, brave and strong and awesome. Speaking truths and tooting toots and having tons of laughs. Big Hal and Possum, both bound for Popper's coffins. We'll comfort you when you're blue and calm you when you're mad. Big Hal, what's your number two beach thing? My number two is $350 cash. Ooh, okay. All Talk right. about essential, Mr. Possum. Cash is the stuff that makes the world go round. But nobody brings it to the beach. At least they don't bring a healthy stash like $350. And there's nothing better than being the richest guy on the beach, Mr. Possum. Enough money to buy a low-end used car right there in your trunks. Must be a good feeling to be a rich man on the beach. Oh, it feels great, Mr. Possum. It's one of the best parts of the vacation. Plus, you get out there in the ocean, you're swimming around, you got that, you got that heavy sack of cash weighing you down there in the water, and you just feel like an island unto yourself. Knowing you could outspend anybody out there on the beach just with the wet dollar bills in your trunks. You could just walk around and just buy everybody's best stuff. Oh, nice blanket. I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. Let's say someone has a really cool towel with a nice pattern on it. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe it's got one of them Budweiser bikini girls on it. Yes. You go, you walk past it. Now, normally people will just walk past it and go, oh, that's a cool looking towel. Nothing I can do about it. But if you got $350 wet cash in your trunks, you can say, excuse me, I'll give you $100 for that towel right now. And what fool would not sell it to you? What fool is this that hangs onto a towel when he could have 350 soggy dollars? Well, one, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not spending the full 350 on that towel, Mr. Possum. $100. $150. One hundred dollars. That's One, my final offer. One seventy-five. I already I shot high when I when I said you could probably get the towel for twenty-five bucks for real. Aren't you worried you're gonna lose that money? Like it could float out of your pocket. It could go into a whale's hole. Well, Mr. Possum, it's like going to a casino. You don't walk in there with cash you're not prepared to lose. The ocean always wins. They say that. Well said, Mr. Possum. What's your number two? Well, my number two beach essential is trash. Trash? Yes, I bring some trash from the house. You like bringing trash to America's beaches? I do. It's, uh, depending on the trash, it's a good flotation device. It's a little trash float. Oh, okay. So you bring, you bring like a little makeshift boat or makeshift pontoon made out of garbage. Yes, I'm the captain of the SS Garbage out there. Mm -hmm. I like to float around on the water. It feels the, good. The the trash tannic. Yes, the trash tannic. That's very catchy. Mm -hmm. And I get out there and I just float around. And anymore, really, if you wait long enough, if you're kind of not into your trash float, you can wait for something else. The ocean will bring it to you. 
you know? It's yeah. Like, the ocean is like a great vending machine for trash. You just stick your hand in there, and then you pull out trash to float on. That's true more and more these days, they're saying. There's just more and more trash in the ocean available. There's a trash island. Did you know about that? That big old pa- trash patch out there? Yeah, the Pacific, uh, the Pacific trash patch. Oh, my God. I think about that. That's my personal El Dorito. Just to go out there and float on that trash patch? Yeah. Ooh-wee. You could be king of that trash patch. I aim to be. It's supposed to be the size of uh, Arizona or something. It could be. Think of all that real estate for you, Mr. Possum. You could set up your own little trash Quiznos. Every time I go to the beach and I get a floaty, I'm hoping that the ocean will just carry me away farther and farther until I land at my new kingdom, the Great Pacific Trash Patch. And then I will say, ah, I'm home. You think there's a plastic out there? Oh, I think there's a few pieces of plastic. You think there's some styrofoam out there? Mm, no. Just kidding. Of course there's styrofoam out there. You think there's rubber? I think there's a few pieces of rubber. I think it's lousy with foam. I think it's E.T. Foam Home out there. Toot toot. Thanks for sticking with us. It's been a lovely day at the beach. Mm-hmm. Boy, we have just been chilling. My beach tater is just about ripe. And my raisins are about ready, big owl. Yeah, you've managed to only eat about half of the grapes that you set out. We better set this bonfire up so everybody can share in the riches of your beach raisins. Who doesn't like a roasted raisin over a fire? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to have raisin s'mores. Mmm, raisin s'mores. Everybody loves those. Get that chocolate out of here. But in the meantime, let's talk about our number one beach essential. Now, what's your number one beach essential? Well, Mr. Possum, I see you're looking at this mouth of here talking. And I want you to move your eyes a little further south down to about the middle of my chest and tell me what you see. Well, I see a very fine shark's tooth necklace. Correct! And that is the number one beach essential that everyone must have. I see. The shark tooth necklace. Talk about essential. This is a trick I learned from my Uncle Bread. You go to these coastal towns and they assume you're a tourist, right? Every interaction is just transactional. It's just, uh, you know, they figure you're going to be gone in a week. So there's no sense building up a relationship with you. But put on a shark tooth necklace, Mr. Possum, and blam. Now you're their neighbor. Now they'll buy you a drink. Now they'll give you directions to the post office. Now they'll let you borrow their car. Because they, they see that you're one of them. Well, it's good to be respected by the locals. And if you gotta wear teeth, you gotta wear teeth. Yeah, now the, the only problem you can get into is... You, if someone starts to ask you where you got the tooth, you're going to want to shut that conversation down pretty soon. You don't want to lie about having gotten this tooth out of a shark yourself the way that locals do. You could just say that you grew them, that you had those pulled out of your mouth, and they think you're part shark. You think they respect you now. You tell them, not only am I a shark, but I pulled the shark teeth and I wear them on my body. Mr. Possum, that's about the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. 
you're going to go to a coastal town and tell them that not only are you part shark, but that your mouth is ripe for harvesting for shark teeth? Well, you already pulled the teeth out. They aren't going to grow back. Oh, uh, it's too late. They're already ripping you to shreds and pulling your jaw out, Mr. Possum. Oh, they're looking for if they think If they think you are a supply of shark teeth, you do not want to walk around saying this is a my tooth necklace. Then, then you're just going to have them coming at you with pliers all day long. You're a walking souvenir shop at that point. Well, Mr. Possum, we're down to number one, and you've got a basket over there next to you that we haven't talked about at all. Yes, buddy, I sure do. In this basket is a trained beach cobra. Oh, wow. Yes. A beach cobra. Yeah, it's, a, it's an icebreaker. It's a, it's a flirty kind of conversation starter, you know. A cobra. Yes. A venomous snake. Is well, a yeah. Flirty icebreaker. Yes, it's like when when fellers bring their dogs to the beach, and then you know all the ladies talk to them and stuff. I bring sure. this here beach cobra in this basket. The cobra comes out, and the top of the basket is on his head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, like a little like hat. He's, yeah, he's wearing a hat. He comes out harmless as can be, just kind of grooving to my flute. When you say harmless, we're still talking about a venomous snake. Yeah, I mean, he's venomous, but he ain't gonna bite you. He's trained, he's dancing my flute music. Uh-huh. He's got a little hat on. It's not very threatening. But aren't there songs, aren't there ancient songs you can play that will cause him to attack whoever you want? Yeah, I think there's some Thin Lizzy songs that'll make him angry, but I don't play them no more. Uh-huh. So you've had a lot of luck getting dates with this here uh, cobra you got in this basket, huh? Oh, certainly. Some podcast. Toot toot.